Okay, this is the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast, and I, today I will be going over the topics of The Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine, his new album. I've enjoyed it very much so far, the Spotify band, and I have some theories about Little B, and I'll be going over that, but, you know, to start things off, I just want to say thank you, you know, to all of my followers on social media. I'm going up slowly, steady, you know, like I said, I'm a tortoise pretty much when it comes to social media but I'm starting to pick things up a little bit but shout out to you you know shout out to Ron Solemn shout out to Manifest Manifest Music Group I have an interview with them coming up I'm uh, very excited for that and uh, yes so I'm gonna jump right into it The Book of Ryan by Royce to Five Nine I'm very I'm very pleased with this project because I feel like with each project Royce to Five Nine is becoming more and more personal and on this album you know everything from the interludes or, or I mean uh, the skits to the actual music. I feel like you get a really good insight into the life of Royce to Five Nine, and especially the especially the time period that he is trying to capture. I mean Royce, you know he's obviously a great lyricist, like without a doubt. We know we can rap his ass off, but I was also surprised, you know, with the singing on this project. And I know whatever all rappers use auto tune, but I was actually surprised, you know the way he was messing with melody like he really sharpened his ear for melody on this project with uh, tracks like cocaine bob lobo um and of course first of the month with a uh, t-pain which i really enjoyed i think that was a great way to end the album very high note and of course you know we had caterpillar with the uh, eminem and uh king green and what i what i really liked about that song was that it was just it felt like, you know, Bad Meets Evil is back. And, you know, Royce, like, since he's going so hard with music, I wouldn't be surprised if he decided to unload and drop another project with Eminem because, shit, you know, I mean, I would definitely listen to Bad Meets Evil, too. The last Bad Meets Evil came out in 2011, and it was amazing, personally. And it really did put Royce... Like, that was, like, my first time hearing Royce. It was on Bad Meets Evil, so I think that really did put him out there. And we also got features from Boogie, Ashley Sorrell, J. Cole, Pusha T, Jadakiss, Fabulous, Melanie Rutherford, who was on uh, the last album, uh, Layers, and Marsha Ambrosius, and uh, T-Pain. And Logic is on the Caterpillar remix. And, you know, the thing about the Caterpillar remix is that it's been getting a lot of flack and controversy, so be it. And I do see why, because the thing about it is, you know... I was I was disappointed with the verse because I feel like Logic has already said everything he had to he had to say regarding that on everybody. I know peace, love, positivity. I respect that, but on that song, it, maybe it's not the message. I can get behind the message. I just felt like the delivery was not there, you know, because he started talking for I don't know twenty seconds or, or felt it felt like a minute, and. You know, he talks about being biracial, peace, love, positivity, hip-hop doesn't discriminate. You know, um, they're not going to allow him to perform at the BET Awards, and he equates it to him, you know, being biracial, or uh, maybe maybe his image, his public image. You know, maybe. But then again, I'm thinking Logic doesn't really need the BET Awards. You know what I mean? The BET Awards, like, that'd be cool if he did perform there, but does he even need it? That's one question. But also, I just feel like with the Caterpillar verse... I was I was disappointed in a whole because I just I I know what logic is capable of. 
You know what I mean? And I'm a fan of logic. I think logic is, logic is great. And I respect the message. I can get behind his message. But I just feel like, you know, he, he said everything he really had to say about that on his last album. And I thought, you know, he would diverge away from it. But anyway, I still like Caterpillar. I just I just kind of skipped the remix, to be honest. But overall, this is really, it's 20 tracks of fire. You know, when Royce always delivers. And, uh, you know, with Bob Lobo, I, I like... I like that record a lot with J. Cole because not only does J. Cole have a fire verse, it's just interesting to see the kind of production that that Royce decided to use to layer this album because you get everything from that trappy style shit, that hard hitting boom bap, that soulful laid back, that melodic style. And, you know, on Legendary, um, there's nothing like, I like his line, there's nothing like turning down a bad one. That's, That's the kind of shit that makes you Legendary. You know, um, I feel like he's really putting his moral moral fortitude out here in the open. And, you know, Royce, he's definitely, like I said, he's progressing and he's becoming more personal on each project. I mean, on Layers, he was very personal. You know, talking about, I think one of my favorite songs on that album was Starter Coat. Um, when When he said, you know, his dad threw him threw him through a shower door or something like that. And on this album, he talks about his house getting robbed, you know, drinking for the first time, losing his virginity, living his life. And then Summer on Lock with Pusha T, Jadakiss, you know, and uh, Fabulous. I really like this record because to me, it's four heavyweights lyrically just hopping on this song. And it shows that you can make a banging fucking party record, summer record, and you can still put bars behind it. You know, and this isn't me like throwing a jab at whatever mumble rappers, whatever you want to call them, new age. Because in reality, like I, I think, I think the issue is with this generational gap is that older hip hop or hip hop heads, old heads, whatever you want to call them, I feel like they need to be more open to building relationships with these artists and mentoring them, just as much as these young artists need to be willing to learn. You know, and I, I kind of feel like they're branching off, they're doing their thing, and they're their own subgenre, like. Takashi, Uzi, they're their own subgenre. Like, you know, rock has punk rock, classic rock, metal, heavy metal, screamo. So it's like, why don't we give, we, I know we've talked about, Joey Badass has said this in an interview, but we need to be more open to subcategories in hip hop or subgenres, or maybe we can just end genres at all, all together and just let music be music. Either way, um, Summer Unlocked was a dope as fuck, amazing outside. Power, power was very interesting. You know the way uh, Royce the Five Nine he goes through, and and he tells this tells this amazing story. I don't want to explain it because it's one of those thing. It's one of those things that you just need to listen to. Just listen. You know, stay woke. Royce snaps. Royce, let's be honest. Royce snapped on this whole fucking album. And one of my favorite, I think one of my favorite records, if not my favorite record personally, was Dumb featuring Boogie. Because my girlfriend put me on to Boogie. And my God, like, he's thoroughly impressed me in every record that I've, I've heard him with. You know, he I've always gotten a quotable from Boogie. So, yeah, he's incredible. You know, Boogie, I think, let me go, let me go through his lyrics real quick. Because Boogie did have an amazing one-liner. But, yeah, and, and Royce killed it, of course, you know, because... Royce does what he does. You know, he goes in and he shows out. But was Boogie did go hard. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Let me see this. Okay. He ends it pretty hard. Um, 
Dun, 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 dun. Let's see. Um, that's where my inward that's where my inwards gain that muscle at. Somebody eating off your plate, how are you gonna stomach that? Like me and my girl, we paused and we were like, Oh my god. Like that line was really dope. Somebody eating off your plate, how are you gonna stomach stomach that? And it's a double entendre. Da, da, da. Bo- Boogie's asking how one might deal with it when someone else gets into their lane and starts taking over the area that they control, similar to someone who was taking food off one's plate while they're eating, while they simply sit there and stomach it. He also plays a pun on stomach, and it has to do with some, with both digesting food and coming to terms with the undesirable situation. So, of course, Boogie is a great writer, but the way he finishes it goes hard, like... He says, man, I turn basic into intricate. I kill you with my simple shit. No tweeting when we kicking it. Don't tell me what you finna get. Silly, you could drown without a membership. Watch you, watch who you swimming with. It's 10 of us riding up on my city, on the city bus. Sitting here trying to, trying to hit for the scripture like it's Leviticus. Tackling reality. Praying that it don't injure us. Uh, I love my N words, but it's really us. When we gone, no, when we gone, notice, when, when we gone, notice that we so dumb and then you know he goes off he sings and and boogie can really sing that's one other thing i like about him so if you're sleeping on boogie don't go check out his projects because he he's a fucking spitter aside from that he's really musically talented gifted incredible you know royce thoroughly impressed me with this project and i love it you know i i got i stepped away you know with a lot of really good music from this and um Royce, you know, he's been on a roll because last year, because think about it, he he hit us with a few really good projects. He hit us with Layers, Bar Exam, he came out with Prime 2, then he hit us, now he's hitting us with Book of Ryan. And before that, of course, he had Prime, so I think Royce is really, he has an incredible catalog. You know, Royce is really, his catalog is just getting better and better. And I like on, on the album, he has a line, he said, I've accepted that there is no prime for me. I can only get better, you know. And I, I remember I was talking to my friend and he said, the biggest room is the room for improvement. So I, li- I like the way that Royce, his line of thinking works. So shout out to Royce the five nine. He thoroughly impressed me on this. You know, I'm definitely proud like to see this guy, you know, one, personally one of my favorite rappers ever, just be kicking ass and taking shit over. So, you know, shout outs to Royce. This is awesome. But now I want to talk a little bit about the the Spotify ban. Because the Spotify ban is something that has been a figure of controversy for a little bit because of XX Tentacion, uh I believe Takashi 69. There's a few artists. I think R. Kelly. So Spotify what they're trying to do is um is block certain artists and ban them because of uh their their acts towards women. And let me see if I can find a good article. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so here's a article on Variety, and it says Spotify's ban on hateful content and conduct is too subjective and dangerous. Experts say it is probably safe to say that Spotify did not get the reaction it expected on on Thursday when the company announced a new policy against hate content and hateful conduct. Regarding the artist it chooses to promote and then announced via a simultaneously published interview that the first artist to be targeted by this policy will be R. Kelly and hours later, rapper XXXTentacion. 
The streaming giant may have expected to be hailed for its wokeness and its solidarity with hashtag MeToo, which called Spotify out, along with RCA Records, Ticketmaster, Apple Music, and North Carolina Venue, all of which promote or host the artist's work. Last week, when it joined the Mute R. Kelly movement, hashtag Mute R. Kelly movement. After all, who could argue with the policy that prohibits hate content, defined as content that exp- that expressly and principally promotes, advocates, or incites hatred or violence against a group or individual based on characteristics, including race, religion, gender, identity, sex, ethnicity, whew, nationality, sexual orientation, veteran status, or disability, which would seemingly rule out several presidential campaign speeches or declining to promote artists to engage in hateful contact, conduct, something that is especially harmful harmful or hateful. For example, violence against children and, sex, and uh, sexual violence. What more suitable artists to target with such a move? Over the past two decades, R. Kelly has been accused of multiple... has been accused multiple times of sexual misconduct against young and underage women. He reportedly married protege Aaliyah when she was 15, later annulled. He he was acquitted of child pornography charges in 08 despite a video that the prosecution claims shows him having sex and urinating on an underage woman. And he was recently accused of running an abusive sex cult in which young women are essentially held prisoner and not allowed to eat or go to the bathroom for long periods of time. XXXTentacion stands accused of multiple felonies, including assaulting a pregnant woman and and witness tampering. And what more effective statement of disapproval for Spotify than this playlist, which in recent years has become a coveted avenue of promotion for all artists, the most popular of which, Rap Caviar, from which XXXTentacion's music was removed today, is regularly cited as one of the most effective ways to break a hip-hop song. The move represents a way for the company to flex its moral power by effectively shunning an artist without taking the bolder and far more problematic move of censoring them. As Spotify did last summer with white supremacy music that was posted on his platform. As anyone who's been paying attention knows, the announcement was hasn't quite worked out the way that Spotify may have hoped. Through a combination of apparent naivete and hubris, and to put it mildly, clumsy messaging, the company has managed, managed to do the impossible, get people to defend R. Kelly. So the thing about this article that's interesting that I like is that it's, it's pretty, it's getting straight to the point, but also... Where do, when do people get to the point where we separate personal life from artistry? That's just one question I want you to ponder. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with the band, but at the end of the day, music is music. And can you like a song by someone who's done some sketchy shit? Can you separate these factors? I don't know. As anyone who's been paying attention knows, the announcement hasn't quite worked out the way that Spotify may have hoped. Alright, um, this... This policy statement feels much too undefined. It raises more questions than it answers, said Cheris Kubrin, a professor of the Department of Criminology, Law, and Society at the University of California, Irvine, who has written extensively on whether rappers' lyrics can can be used against them in a court of law. It was obviously led by R. Kelly, but it seems as if they started with him rather than putting the policy in place first and then deciding who would be penalized. He's the poster child for this, and he hasn't even been convicted of, convicted of anything. I thought it was very vague. How do you define how do you define that as a policy? Says Lesia Brooks, outreach director of the Southern Poverty Law, one of the groups which Spotify is working out to, working to define hateful content. It is unfortunate that the announcement speaks to just hate when there are many other concerns to be raised they're trying to hold artists accountable but who would 
ascertain what constitutes a credible accusation or hateful behavior. It's dangerous and it has real implications. So I do agree with the the person that they spoke to. I'm not going to go through this full article for time reasons, but I have read it. And it's very interesting to me, this whole entire Spotify thing, because... You know, I think to a degree, people should be able to decide what they want to listen to. I don't use Spotify personally. I use YouTube or whatever. And my thing is like this. If they're not going to get it there, they're going to get it somewhere else. You know, and maybe it's also, I mean, I guess maybe the good thing is you're fucking up their money a little bit if you want to get back at them. I'm not saying that what XXX Temptation did to that pregnant woman was was right. I'm not saying that shit was right. That's fucking terrible. You know what I mean? That's a fucking terrible thing to do. No doubt. No doubt, but Spotify. I mean, it's kind of, it's 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 kind of weird to see the direction that these companies are going. I mean, I mean it. In a way, I do respect it. You know, I I do respect, you know, them standing up against the mistreatment of women, of children, of um, of anybody. I respect that completely. But also, I feel like their their uh, delivery of this ban was not good. It's kind of like this. I can get behind the message, but I can't get behind the delivery. A lot like the way Logic delivered the Caterpillar verse. It's kind of like that. Because I like where they're going with this. I just didn't like the way they emerged with this. Like, listen, I think that they should have been, they should have established the rules. Then they should have established the ban list from there. If they're really going to do it and stick to it. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, what the fuck do I know? I'm just a dude doing a podcast. But my opinion... I think that I'm not going to relate it to the Snapchat shit with Rihanna because Snapchat really fucked up there. I don't even do Snapchat. I never did. I never really do it. So, yeah. Either way, it's time to move on. Go. Because there's a lot to it. You know, you know there's, there's a lot to it. R. Kelly, he's, he's into some weird, weird shit. So, at some point, that's going to have to be addressed. So, what the fuck can you do? But... I want to move on about Little B because I do have some conspiracy theories. I think Little B, the base god, is a genius. I know a lot of people would disagree. But the reason I say this is because, A, the base god curse, I think it's real. And C, like, my buddy played me some of his early music when he was rapping. And I, I truly think Little B is just the ultimate troll. Like, he's really good at trolling. I think he is one of the original rapper trolls. You know, like, who who the fuck does it better than Little B? You know, he's just trolling everybody. He's trolling the world, you know, with the fuck KD record. I know this is kind of old news. I just kind of wanted to talk about this because I do have some theories. I truly think that he's proving a point, though. I think he puts out this trap... Like, not trap, this crap ass, this shitty music just to fuck with people and just to troll people. I mean, if you hear his one record, I can't remember, like a Martian, and he says, No, I ain't no bitch. No, I ain't no snitch. I'm fucking on that bitch. I'm twerking on that bitch. She's sucking on my dick because I'm a pretty bitch. Like, Little B is fucking borderline retarded with his music, but you know what? I respect him because, you know, like, he doesn't give a fuck. I think he, he knows his lane. He rides it and he's trolling. He's trolling. He knows how to keep people interested. You know, like to me, I, I, I like his style of troll hop. It's interesting. That's what they like to call it. But he's just really interesting to me. He's a character. You know, I mean, it's not like he's doing some Jake Paul, Logan Paul shit 
Like, he's not trolling in vlogs. He's trolling in hip-hop. And I feel like this, hip-hop should be able... You should be able to make jokes and music. Why not? Like, hip-hop should be more expressive in that degree. You should be able to troll, fuck around a little bit, make some jokes. Why not? And this is what hip-hop is about. It's about expression. So, as far as anyone going too far into judgment about Lil B, I just think he's entertaining. If you don't think that base god curse shit is hilarious, then, you're not, then you are not looking at things right. And I suggest you should. But anyway, I just want to say, I'm going to wrap this up. This is a little bit of a shorter podcast. Um, I have a lot of content dropping this month. But I got to say, you know, salute to Royce to 5'9". Salute to Spotify. I kind of I kind of respect what they're doing, but I do feel a few ways about it. And salute to Little B for just being hilarious. And, um... Like I said, just just to recap this whole month, you know, um, I got a lot of stuff coming. I dropped my album, The Misadventures of Mr. Misunderstood. Next month, I want to do a little bit of a breakdown. I got more music coming. I'm not going to stop hustling. I got a few more music videos coming this year. So stay tuned and stay woke because I'm going to keep on working and hustling. Thank you.